When we started this podcast many years ago, we focused a lot on the Quest for Self series. I think we ended up with six in the first two or three years. Then the chaos happened and we steered away from that for a little while. However, as I've mentioned in recent intros, we're going to start looking back into that. And this is the first episode. We welcome Michael Laurier from Forging Excalibur to the podcast. And it was awesome to have him on. Forging Excalibur is a men's mental health page, website, coaching, podcast, book. It's a, it's a modality that Michael has put together that is very impressive. And we sat down and we spoke about basically the hero's journey, basically understanding self and discipline and the things that it takes, and a few other little bits and pieces. We had some fun towards the end there. However, it was an excellent conversation. And very stoked to have Michael on the show and look forward to our next conversation. The podcast has literally had its best month in four years, just gone. And I wanted to take a second to show my appreciation for that. Thank you to the new listeners. We've consistently broken daily download records over and over again. And that's awesome as well. And it's humbling. However, I really appreciate the new listeners that have come on board. Uh, if you want to show support to the show, we are on Patreon, uh, Unlocking the Code. Send us an email, Unlocking the Code 9 at Gmail, the number 9 at gmail.com. Any questions or queries? Must thank Jono for the intro. He's an old mate of mine, and I love the fact that he put that together. And Rowdy and all the other boys that have given us music, really appreciate that. Please look after yourselves, stay safe, be kind, be cool, stay disciplined, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Oh, and we'll open with Impossible again, because it seems to be poignant for the moment that we're living in, and end with I Know You. I like that combination. Check the links for Forging Excalibur in the show notes. They're definitely doing some excellent work, and really helping a lot of men out there, which is worthwhile. Thanks very much. Cheers. Can't do much about the government's policies. Can't do much about the heresies. Can't do too much to stop the squeeze on society. When you're all out of touch, you can't have much to say. I didn't listen.
Welcome back, everyone. It's my great pleasure to introduce Michael Laurier from Forging Excalibur to Unlocking the Code tonight. How are you, sir? I'm awesome, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. We've been on the mic all day, so forgive us for our croaky voices, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. I think I was saying to you, this is my 12th Zoom call today. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, taught, yep. I taught for seven and a half hours today. So, yep. by the way, you got to do what you got to do, eh? We've got to, we, Absolutely, mate. Time, it's man. all about... It's all about passion, purpose, mission. Absolutely, mate. And yeah. yeah, this is UTC's My Passion Project. So welcome and thank you. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Look, we, we started 15 conversations before we turned the button on. Um, so I suppose firstly, I mean, cool book, Forging Excalibur. All right, we'll make sure we put the links in the, uh, in the show notes and everything when this comes out. What is Forging Excalibur, mate, apart from a very cool name and an excellent story? So I wanted to, I've been a, I've been a counselor, psychologist and men's coach now for coming up to 17 years. Mm -hmm. And I used to facilitate men's circles and counsel men and all sorts of different things. And I got to about the 14, well, I reckon 14 years into it. And I thought, you know, I, I want to create something. I want to create something more substantial because there's a lot of men out there that need a lot of help. And absolutely, it's not, it's not exactly a world that we live in that encourages men speak about their feelings and mm -hmm. to actually, um, you know, go within mm -hmm. and do that internal exploration, you know, mm -hmm. not exactly society is not exactly conducive with um, making that acceptable for men to do. That's true. Absolutely. Right. Cause there's a stigma out there around, you know, when you admit to anything that could be construed as weakness, mm -hmm. um, there comes shame and guilt and judgment and ridicule yeah. with that. You know, Absolutely. that's just, Yep. So I wanted to create something and, and I'm all about the unconscious. I do a lot of, I've been a student of Carl Jung yes. for a long time, you know, yes. the unconscious, the shadow, yes. all that, all that sort of stuff. And so when you start to think about what's the, what are the unconscious associations that boys have and men have, mm -hmm. well, men have with their childhood and what really, what really connects them to something powerful and strong. And it's like, well, nights, King Arthur. Yes. Knights, Knights of the Round Table, right? Um, going on a hero's journey, going on a quest, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the legend of Excalibur, all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. And I saw, oh, I started thinking with it about, about that and sitting with it for a couple of months. And I thought, I'm ready to write a book and do something. But, you know, you have all those things that happen in your head. Yep. It's like, who, who am I to write a book and who, yeah, who's, exactly. even gonna, yeah, yeah. who's even going to read it? I think, and, what, what's that called? What's that called? It's called... Um... Imposter syndrome. Imposter or, syndrome. Yeah. I think the thing is, all of us, or if, if you're an artist and you know that is an art, what you're doing, it's an art, what we're doing now. You know, I, I, if you do anything creative, if you don't have some sort of imposter syndrome, I don't think you're real. You know what I mean? If you don't think, yeah, what am I doing here? Like, I mean, as I said to you before, this is an indie podcast. Have we've got a genuine international audience, right? Mm. Not a massive one, but it's there. And if I sit and think about the fact that, you know, this is going to be listened by however many people have all over the world. That freaks me out, man. However, <laughs> I, uh, I still go ahead because, yeah. you know, and this is what we've got to do. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to forge ahead, mate. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, you talk about the hero's journey. There's so much there already. Uh, you know, there's lack of initiation. Uh, there's, there's lack of community. And, and you, know, you talk about the nights. I mean, you know, like we spoke about before we turned the mics on, I'm a student of history, right? And a knight was something that was very specific to start with. You know what I mean? And the thing is, too, the knights originally defended the queen, Michael. 
right? That yeah. was their job, okay? And originally, way back before everything else, there was a bunch of warrior women who defended the king, okay? Because that's how, it, that's balance, right? That's the masculine, the feminine, that's the balance. But a knight was not something that was pure. I mean, they did the dirty work when they needed to. However, yep. there was there was a code, you know, this is unlocking the code. There was a code that these men existed by, you know, yep. in my in my teaching, like I don't talking about this stuff is, is very passionate to me. And I, I sort of teach some other stuff at the moment. However, I wind in asking men these questions that you're asking them. Okay. And I say, you know, what happened to being a gentleman? Yeah. You know, what being, to chivalry. Chivalry, exactly. Integrity, yep. honor, respect, loyalty. When did we start stabbing each other in the back for a dollar, right? Yep. And, the, and these things were a choice, Michael. These things were a choice. You, you chose to be a gentleman, right? Didn't matter what anyone else said. Didn't matter what anyone else did. That was your code, you know, and we could all, you know, learn to live by that. And it is about delving into your past. I mean, I've literally just completed, uh, well, no, one more, one more thing to go to come together with these boys that I've been working with. And it's, it's been immense. It's been immense and it's been unreal. And um, it's led me back to start talking about this stuff on the podcast because it's so important, right? And I'll share with you something about the journey that a man had to go on to become a knight because mm, it wasn't please, easy. Please it do. It wasn't easy, Tell right? Us, take us on a journey. That was, that was probably one of the earliest forms. So I did a lot of research for this book. And, of and that was probably one of the earliest forms of personal development, really. When you think about what they had to embody, who they had to be, the standards that they had to hold themselves to, mm -hmm. because not everybody got to become a knight. No. You know? It was a very select group of men mm -hmm. that actually got to even be invited to be an initiate, yeah, let you, alone... You had, to, you had to go through a, a, a world of hurt and test before you yeah, you really got to did. be invited. Yeah. There, there were trials and you had to go into an apprenticeship almost. Absolutely, yeah. And along, that, along the way, and this is, one, this is the allegory of the sword as well, you know, because... As we forge ourselves into men, into into a, you know what might be a modern day knight, if you like, yeah, these men back in the day did the same thing, and along their journey of becoming a knight, going through their training, they had to forge their own sword as well. So they yes. learned how to do all of yes. that. Yes, and yes. so it's it's a really powerful analogy mm. and allegory to mm. kind of connect with, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to connect with this powerful um, unconscious association that we have that boys have and men have around mm. knighthood mm. and what that meant and the standards that we hold held ourselves to. Absolutely. Because yeah. Standards is a good word. Yeah. 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 Because one of the things that I noticed in my work five years ago, six years ago, was that the standards that men held themselves to were dropping significantly. Absolutely. No? Absolutely. Just, that, that's what I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Men were just not holding themselves to the standards that they used to. And, mm. I, and I saw men just slipping, slipping, slipping. And I, and I thought, this is a good way to kind of Pick demonstrate up again. Yeah. To demonstrate what's actually required of a man. Yes. What are the standards yes. that we hold ourselves to? Who are we choosing to become? Mm -hmm. And who are we choosing to be in each and every moment? Absolutely. Are we even uh, can we even bother be bothered self-actualizing? Yeah. Do we care about delivering on our commitments? The discipline. We, yeah. Yep. Yep. We just talked I know. about that actually. I know, I know, I know. I I was listening. I'm like, Oh no, now we've got another thousand things to talk about. Um, <laughs> see, well, it's, see, my journey is a bit interesting, Michael, with that. And it's interesting you say like, you know, four or five, six years ago, because I spent, you know, I grew up old school. Uh, my grandparents instilled old school values in me, the gentleman, all these things that we're talking about, right? Mm. 
And then I went and worked FIFO for many years. Okay. So I wasn't in the country some of the time. And when I was, I was having a good time. Da, 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 da. I wasn't part of society. And then when I stepped out of that, it was time for me to come home. I'd, I'd done my time in the bush and the jungle and that sort of stuff. And I re-entered into society and I was like, what happened? What, where are these values that were here 15 years ago? Yep. When I was, you know, when I was last fully in society, there was a set of values that we understood. Um, there was obviously all spectrum of people, however, and men for that matter, that's what we're specifically talking about. However, yeah, it's slipped, man. And it's interesting, about 2014, I reckon there's there was a divulgence of the path, right? So there's those of us that decided to take a deep breath and get our shit together, right? And there's those of us that continued down the the path of ignorance and 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 devolving into the the materialistic, capitalistic, alpha male dog eat dog bullshit that's basically left us where we are now, okay? Because um, we don't understand that whilst part of that is good, it's also bad as well, right? And it's 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 brought out character traits that's stabbing each other in the back for a dollar. You know, I mean, that's why we don't have loyalty anymore, or honor, or any of that sort of stuff, right? Because we're trying to win. However. Yeah, look, the, the Excalibur story and forging your own sword. I mean, just just think about that. Think about I, being... I do. Oh, I would love... <laughs> so, if you ever do that, There's, sign me up, okay? I yeah. want to make my own sword. I'm, we almost I'm did, there. Triff. We, all, we almost did. So um, when we ran the first forging Excalibur retreat, yeah, it was, and we, we after that retreat, we said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could take the men away for a week and forge a sword? Yeah. And so we put together the the program, the hero's journey, yeah. which was 12 months. And at the end of that 12 month period, we were all going to go away to this place just outside of Canberra. Mm. And they had forges and they had all sorts of all the right material, yeah, all the right. right equipment for us to each forge our own sword. Wow. And that's what we're going to do. And then COVID happened ah. and everything, I know, right? And everything closed down. <sighs> so we couldn't. And now that forge is closed because they, they just went no, out of business yeah, during COVID. Could. Yep. Of course, yep. of course it was. Yeah, there's an honest Aussie business that was doing something super cool that no one else can do. That yep. uh, look, we, we're uh, let's let's not steer down that path tonight. I think we're of a like opinion, but let's stay uh, let's stay uh, on track somewhat with this stuff. What would you say? And I because oh, again, discipline, man. Like yep. I am uh, uh, the guy that got through to di- with discipline to me was Jocko Willink. Oh yeah, discipline equals freedom. Okay. Uh, and yeah, he got, he's the one that, cause the thing is you hear about it, discipline, 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 you know, what is discipline? It was his, uh, it was his translation of it where discipline is not punishment. Okay. We've been bred to think that discipline is punishment. I mean, you're obviously experienced enough to remember the old cane and all that sort of stuff in schools. That was discipline. Of course. Yep. Yeah. I think my generation was last, right? Uh, I think it, it faded out in my primary school years. Uh, however, yeah, I mean, that was what discipline was to us growing up, you know, and you talk about these things that have affected us since childhood. You know, part of the, the, the process that I've just been on is analysing that, you know, and I think I'd love to hear how you boys do it. Uh, and because there is so many things that affect us from not just as a teenager during our developmental period, but prior to that, these, these patterns and programs, they come along, right? And you, you, you repeat yourself and you repeat yourself and, and this thing leads to that and it leads to that. And if you, you talk about self-actualization, if you can 
have the discipline. It really is because it's hard. You know, I can only imagine the things you've seen in men over the last 15 years. Uh, it's difficult, but when, when you do it and you employ that discipline, because it takes discipline to not look away, right? You know, that's the, what's the difference between kings and men? The king does not look away, right? You, you can't, right? And that's your choice to choose to look away or not to look away. If you have the discipline to stay looking at the, at the darkness and the, and the demons and the, and the reasons behind those darkness and that demons, then it's, it's an unbelievable thing. But why don't you have it talk a bit about that? About because there's there's generational stuff. There's stuff that you pick up along the way. I mean, what do you think? I had a key question about discipline, but then I was I was thinking about something else. Right, it's been a long day for me too, mate. Sorry. Uh, there's so many things to talk about. So discipline. When we talk about discipline, for those that haven't clued onto the fact that discipline equals freedom, what would you say? I would say, well, have a look at whether your whether have a look at your results first of all, mm-hmm. and do, are your results conducive with freedom? Mm-hmm. So, have a look at your financial situation. Have a look at your intimate relationship. Have a look at your relationship with your kids. Have a look at what you do for a, a job or a living, if you mm-hmm. might like to say that. Mm-hmm. And and is there any semblance of freedom in there? Could you at any? Do you have choice in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have choice? Can you go out and not that it's all about money, but are you financially secure enough to go out and buy the thing that you want to buy Mm. or support yourself at a level that feels comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And not want for anything really. Mm -hmm. Not, not saying be opulent, opulent, but not want for anything. That's right. Your your needs are all met and you've got Mm -hmm. a bit of play money as well. Your intimate relationship is it reasonably connected your job. Mm -hmm. If you stopped working tomorrow, would you, would you suffer financially? Would you be, um, in hardship financially. So if you're finding across all of these parts of your life that you don't have choice, right? That you don't have choice, then you don't have freedom either. No. Because freedom equals choice. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get to a place where you can live a life of choice, when you can choose what you do in each and every moment, when you can choose your environment, you can choose your results, you can choose the things that you want to do, Mm -hmm. is when you are disciplined enough to actually be consistent enough over a long enough period of time mm-hmm. to do the same thing day in and day out, no matter what's going on, mm-hmm. but then you start to change your results. It's the Absolutely. same as when we, if we want to change our body, we have to go to the gym. You don't go to the gym and lift some weights and then go look in front of the mirror and expect to see change. That happens over, you know, you got to do that shit every single every day, day, man. Every day. Yes. Well, you, you probably, you can probably see, some some i guess the gains are there the gains are there the strength gains the strength gains in the and it depends on what situation you're in i suppose mate i mean you you can you can see you can probably notice and feel small changes over the period of a week then you do it for a month and there's a significant difference you do it for three months it's a transformation is it it 30 days the 30 days if you do something consistently for 30 days it can become a habit yeah they say it's 66 i think that i think i think our instant gratification society is half that yeah, right. <laughs> God, I have 66, 30 it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it quicker. <laughs> yeah, okay, go do it faster. We need now. Look, I mean, I think what I find interesting, right, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to gentlemen like yourself again is just to share some of the things that have happened to me recently through this journey is because, I mean, I've been, you know, five years in the podcast, right, <clears throat> and 
I've been working out a lot. I've been trying to get stronger and fitter and stuff. But what I've found, right, my discipline with my eating and my working out didn't change. It hasn't changed for a fairly significant time, right? And I had a, I had a basis that I was working to and I was happy. However, if we then flip the switch on the emotional stuff, on the generational trauma and these, these things that we go through, mate, I've had another, I've had four kilos fall off me in the last two weeks yep. with the emotional breakthroughs that I've made. Um, and I didn't think that part was possible, right? I thought it was all physical. I, I knew it manifested emotionally. However, it actually manifests in your body. And I think a lot of men don't understand that. You know, I mean, obviously stress eating, these sorts of things, but these traumas do manifest in our, within our organs and our system, don't they, mate? Absolutely. Absolutely. They do. You think there's, there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of science around that when you put your body under stress for a long mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and stress is also associated with suppression of emotions because, yes. you know, when you suppress your emotions, which a lot of men do, and we're taught to do that, when you suppress harden the your fuck em- up, mate. Yep. Don't be man sh- up and harden man the fuck up. Man up. Man, exactly. man up. Yep. So when we suppress Shrug our it emotions, off, mate. you'll be right. When we suppress our emotions, our emotions want expression. They seek yes. expression. And if we're not going to express them, then they express in some other way. Absolutely. And generally what happens is they are forced to the surface. Mm-hmm. And if they can't find their way to the surface, they stay in our body. Yep. And then we, and then there's disease that happens over time. Absolutely. Oh, yep. mate, I've, I've had some serious level ups recently and then just realizations and that what you talk about self-actualization and it, it, some of these, there's three times now where there's been like a, it's, it's like an upshift in your brain. You can feel it, right? So, yep. Oh my God, I'm on the next level. And then there's been, sorry for the listeners, but nasty explosive diarrhea and all sorts of nasty things that have happened once I've had that self-actualization. And I, I think it's my body going, right, well, now you're on the next level. You no, no longer need these toxins that have been building up in your system it's time for them to go, right? You know what I mean? And, and I think that's talking to some of the other boys is that that does happen. That's part of the process at times. Yeah, it's definitely a purge. It's definitely a purge. Yeah, that that's what it was. With... It was. It's just a purge, man. It was. Yeah. Yeah, some of it's yeah. not been very fun at all. And some, but... people, some people don't experience the, that sort of, I guess, that violent physical reaction. Other people mm. get sick. They'll mm. get sick and they'll be laid up in bed for a few days. Yeah. Um, but somehow it manifests. Somehow it manifests physically. It's got to, it's got, once you understand it's there, it can no longer be ignored. So it's going to come to the surface and process in whichever way that needs to happen yep. Uh, yep. for your Agreed. body type. You know what I mean? And I think that's the, it's a fascinating thing, mate. It's a fascinating thing. Um, and you are right. You know, discipline is choice. It is freedom. And, you know, however, it's having the discipline to employ the discipline is the, is the question, right? that's but it's so, difficult you know because you touched on this before discipline gets a bad rap in society it really does yeah it's associated with hard work it's associated with punishment mm-hmm. it's associated with all these unsavory things that nobody wants to be part of yeah you know and so when we say when we say you need to be disciplined or you have to employ discipline in order mm-hmm. to create freedom in life and get mm-hmm. the things that you want people go oh that's just too hard I'm not doing that I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. It's too hard. Absolutely. Or it feels, yeah. or it feels like too much like structure. Yeah. And I don't want to feel controlled in my life. 
And you, you, the problem with the structure and people, and this, I, I do think there's a lot to be said for the education system, Michael, right? They've, they've given us a structure that we all rally against um, because it's, it's crap basically. And it was designed to create factory workers. However, that's the structure we would been taught since children. Whereas when you take this, your own self-discipline into play, you're building your own structure, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. You're building your own structure and that structure uh, helps you, you know, and it's about choice, mate. You know, I've, I've often talked to, um, I've often talked to men about this as well. When you, when you got to get up early in the morning to work out, I mean, you're a father, there's only certain times you have, right? It's like, you either choose to get up two hours early or you don't, right? That's right. However, if you can employ that discipline over an extended period of time, that choice, you will see results there if you totally. choose to see them, you know? It would have been very easy for me to say a little while ago when I wanted to, you know, start training again properly. It would have been very, very easy for me to say, I can't do it in the morning. I have to wait until Crystal's at school or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah, whatever and the I reason just, is, yeah. She, she's up at 6.30 in the morning, right? So for me... If I want to train and get a decent training session in, I've got to be up at five, mm -hmm. and, I, and and I'm lucky, right? Because we've got a we've got a home gym. Yeah, in one yeah, of, me in too. One of yeah, the sheds here, right? Yeah, yeah. The house of pain is on the other side of that door, so yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is about discipline, and mm. it's about consistency, and it's about delivering on your commitments, and it's about pretty much doing the thing that you said you're going to do. Mm. And and we talked about this earlier on the other thing that I was on, and. And uh, that was in our, in our men's group yeah, absolutely. on Facebook. And we talked about, you know, we talked about things like consistency and, but with discipline comes purpose. There's no point trying to be disciplined about something. That's right. There's yeah. no, if there's no purpose behind the objective, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, there's got to be a purpose behind the objective. And then yeah, what are you actually goal, doing? Yeah. What are you actually yeah, for doing? For what purpose? Yeah. For what purpose are you? And this is something really important for men to connect with, right? We can sit here and talk about discipline until the cows come home. But Absolutely. at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, if we don't have a well-defined objective mm -hmm. that we're seeking to achieve mm -hmm. and there's purpose behind what we're doing, mm -hmm. we're not going to be disciplined. It's as simple mm -hmm. as that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you've got to, and you've got to the thing about the discipline, if you want to get the best results for you, you've got to choose something that serves you as well. Right. That's what right. are you, yeah. what are you doing? Okay. And it, like I've said on the podcast here before, you know, I choose to podcast. I like mountain biking. You know, we, I do a bit of bow shooting. You know what I mean? There's things that I like to do. But if you like knitting doilies, that's fine. Knit doilies. If that's what you want to do, totally cool with me. You know what I mean? But you've got to, whatever yeah. it is you need to do, you've got to have a purpose, right? Yeah. I was talking to you about the podcast before we turned the mics on and the fact that we're trending upwards again. Actually just had our best month in almost ever. So that's really cool. Uh, well done. And what I've found, you know what has given us the uptick? discipline mate one yep. episode a week every yep. week yep. for the last four months yep. and surprise surprise i get i can get awesome guests like yourself other guests are coming out of the you know out of the woodwork and more and more listeners why because discipline has been employed then that's, yep. that's we've, that's we've seen that as well we've seen that as well in everything that we do on social media on our on our tiktok on the forging a scale of a tiktok mm -hmm. um we were going for quite a while there getting only a few hundred views on each video. Mm -hmm. And then we just kept on going and going like two, three times a day. And mm -hmm. now we've got all of our videos get thousands, if not tens of thousands of views. Wow. And 
And uh, we've got one of them that's up to about 600, 600 and something thousand views. And there's others that are in the tens of thousands, right? Or the hundreds of thousands. And it's mm. like, if we didn't do those things consistently with discipline yeah. for months on end, you know, we've now got over 15,000 followers. We're getting like, it's just blown up. Our TikTok mm. is blown up, right? And mm. that's then translated into more men into our Facebook group. Cool. So, you know, that's that this, you employ the same thing in business, relationships, mm. health, mm. wealth, mm. life in general. Yeah, right? absolutely. If you are disciplined in your results, mm -hmm. you will get the, you, if you're disciplined in your approach, you will yeah. get the results you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think there's an, there's an all areas aspect to it too. I find once you, once you see the results of discipline in one area, then you, there's a certain yeah, there's type a of, there's a spillover. So, okay. So if, if it's, I'm a discipline here, I, I can see this. What happens if I do that? And then what happens if I do that? Yep. Right. Because you start to get that freedom, that understanding that you actually are the master of your own destiny, even though we're told that you're not, okay? Uh, because of the, the modern world that we live in, right? We, yeah. are, we are a slave to, well, you know, the, yeah, we, serve the, we serve the system, mate. The system doesn't serve us, but you can choose another path. It's that, that's an illusion. You can choose yeah. to do something different. We are absolutely the architect of our experience. Ooh. Absolutely. You know? So... I think if we remember that, then and we and we can actually empower ourselves or feel empowered to change our results, to create a different outcome, to understand that you know what happens in our external world is a reflection of what's happening in our internal world. Absolutely. And so if we want to change results externally, we've got to change something internally. We've got to shift something internally first. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about Jordan before we turned the mics on. You know, and Jordan he said Peterson. It, yep. Yeah, he says that it's like. You know, it's what, I can't remember his analogy, but it's like the guy goes and protests in front of the World Bank, like the World Bank gives a shit about you out there with your sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he comes home to a messy house and all that sort of stuff. It's like you want to change the world, make your bed. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's 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 the first start, right? Make your yep. bed, clean your room, and move outwards from there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What would you say? Because uh, I mean, look. Uh, we, the, the, a lot of the boys that listen to this are are trying to, to figure this stuff out. I do find that especially those with some awareness over the COVID period have uh, really started digging, right? We want to get better, okay? Because we, we understand that things aren't real good right now, so we, we might be needed in the near future and we need, yep. to, be, need to be needed in, as the best version of ourselves. What about uh, either generational trauma or just trauma that you experience within your life how do you reflect upon that? I mean, obviously, you don't want to give away too many forging Excalibur secrets. However, you know, what would you, how would we talk about that? Do you think? I'm happy to share everything, mate. I don't, I don't hold anything back. So there's awesome, no, mate. there's no, awesome. there's no secrets here. It's like we, we're, forging Excalibur exists to help men, you know, navigate life well, Excellent. You know, and, get, and get better results. So, Absolutely. so I would say that the easy answer to that question. There is no easy answer. I did put you on the spot, however. No, that's okay. That's okay. Can you ask me that question again? So what about how do you look at generational trauma? Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So, okay. so number one, there's no denying the fact that generational trauma exists. Absolutely. There's, no there's no denying that. Of course it exists. Mm -hmm. Now, we have a choice. 
okay? We, we, we always come back to choice. And the choice becomes, do we continue to play out the generational trauma mm -hmm. in our lives? Mm -hmm. Do we continue to be a victim of something that happened before we were born, right? Or do we choose something different and be the one that breaks the cycle? Yes, the cycle right. breaker. You want to be the right. cycle breaker. Right. So that doesn't mean that the trauma doesn't exist, that, no. that the generational trauma doesn't exist. But we have the ability. And you know, the interesting part about this, Triff, is that we live in a world now where we have access to more information than we've ever had before at the touch of our fingers, at the request of a Google Home, for instance. We have access to information that we never have before. Absolutely, so we do. There's actually information. So there's actually no excuse to be ignorant anymore. There's actually no excuse to have a low level of self-awareness. And there's no excuse to be a victim of our circumstances because the education and the knowledge is there. You mm -hmm. go to YouTube, mm -hmm. you can do, there's so much amazing. So many, pro absolutely. So many programs. Exactly. Absolutely. There's so much free information out there on YouTube, on TikTok. A lot of, a lot of it's crap, but a lot of it's very good as well. You know, and if people actually want to change, the resources are there for them to change. Mm, so it's very easy, very easy to go back to generational trauma and say, well, I have this generational trauma of abuse in my family, for instance. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, well, that's why I'm abused. That's why I'm an yeah, abuser. Yeah, this is why this is why I'm like or, that. I, I am like that this because is, of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, or this is why I'm like this. But at what point you kind of go, all right, cool. Well, that happened. Yeah. Well, in the past, whether my life or you know, my father's life or my grandparents' life or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Do I want to pass it on to my kids? Like, do I want them to experience exactly. the same shit that I go through? No, you don't. This is the whole point, I think. And I think we're at, we're at a period where more and more men every day, uh, uh, well, I mean, again, those that are aware, we saw through a lot of bullshit over the last few years, right? And it's like, okay, well, if all that's bullshit, what else is bullshit? You know what I mean? I, see, I feel like a lot of men are coming to me that I wouldn't normally have said, and they're coming to me and going, hey, man, you know, what, what should I do here? I say, okay, this is where we start because we can't pass this stuff on to our children. It's, it's not fair to them, okay? And we, like you say, we have the knowledge, we have the power, we have the technology, and we have those of us that have lived through the, you know, we had dial phones when we were children, and now we're talking to each other over the internet, okay? Yeah. We, have a, we have a level of experience that not a lot of people have from the analog to the digital age yeah. that came with an understanding. And that understanding is we don't have to do what our parents did. We don't have to suffer or be those people. Okay. And we can, we can look at this and face it and it's dirty, man. It's not cool. Right. That, that when you get into the, into the trenches with that, it's dark. However, I, well, I, it's, I, the, it's the consummate heroes journey, right? So, yeah. When we talk about Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, the call to adventure, it's like we mm -hmm. start getting, we start recognizing as a pattern in life, a results yeah. that are not desirable, yeah. things that are happening that we don't like. And it's like, well, there's a call to adventure at each and every time that that happens. The Absolutely. call to adventure is to acknowledge what's going on mm -hmm. and then choose to embark on a hero's journey, mm -hmm. which is the journey of healing. And we mm -hmm. always come back to ourself, right? So the, so the hero's journey is the quest for the Holy Grail. Yep. And so when we go on the quest for the Holy Grail, we find that the Holy Grail is not a cup. It's not a chalice. It's the, it's the best version of us, the most embodied, integrated version of us. That's the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. And on, on, on our hero's journey, 
we 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 you know we come across what they call threshold guardians. Yes. And Joseph Campbell talks about his famous quote: "The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you Did seek." You seek exactly right. So as we go along our hero's journey, and we and we get to a threshold guardian, which we can liken that to a dragon in a cave. Mm-hmm. We have to go into smog. that cave. Smog the dragon. Smog. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we got to go into that cave, and we have to overcome the threshold guardian. Mm-hmm. Right, and claim a part of ourselves. Yeah, are you have... and are you ready to do that? Is the question, isn't it? When you get to those thresholds, it's like, okay, you've made it to so, the door. Are you so ready the, to walk through the door? So the hero's journey is that the hero gets to the enters the cave, and maybe he's overcome mm-hmm. by the dragon, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's his that's his awareness to go. I need more tools. I need more training. That's right. that's I need right. more something. So he goes off and seeks a mentor. And the mentor gives him the tools and the awarenesses and the training and the ability then to go back into the cave and overcome mm-hmm. that threshold guardian. And mm-hmm. then the hero continues along his hero's journey. So, you know, this is this is a, a real journey of self-awareness, of embodiment, integration of trauma, understanding mm-hmm. that we have this duality that exists within us as well, which is all about, you know, we are a bit of everything. And we have to be open and have that space. We've got to exist in the space between um, everything going the way that we want it to go mm-hmm. and things going the opposite of what we want to go, right? Mm-hmm. And being mm-hmm. that space of acceptance yeah, and understanding that anything's possible. However, mm-hmm. we can create the most likely outcome if we choose to intentionally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I've said on the podcast basically since the start is that, you know, on one hand, you are a drop in the ocean, the ocean forgot about. That's how insignificant you are, okay? On the other hand, you are the most powerful creator that ever existed ever. And your job is to exist in between those two things, you know, and understand both of those two things. Um, Mate, this is really awesome. However, you, I want to, do you know about the triptych? Because I know you're interested in ancient civilizations and stuff like that. And I can bring it back around and actually talk to you about what was maybe once the universal religion that existed on this Go planet. It. Go for okay. it. So when you talk about duality, right, that is it, the, the yin yang, the dark, the light, the masculine, the feminine, all that stuff, right? That echoes and echoes and echoes, not only through all religion, but through every culture. Okay. And it's at the base of all indigenous religion is the duality, the understanding of self, the understanding that, you are, I am God, you are God, we are God, right? Have a, that's another echo. When we talk about echoes through time, that is another echo, okay? And the question would be, where does that echo come from? Why are we as men in 2022 striving to under, understand the balance? Because that is, we are called to do that. When you talk about the knighthood, the warriors, the, the, the five rings of Miyamoto Musashi, all these things, right? It was, it was a process to understand balance of self. Have a, what the research here at UTC, and the, there's a guy called Richard Cassaro. He did some, he, he basically, we'd had the idea here in the refinery and then he had spent un, unknowingly to us. Isn't it fascinating how you have these ideas independently and then you look at someone else's work and go, hey, you spent 10 years looking at exactly what we just spoke about and we didn't even know you existed. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, because it all and, exists out there in yeah, the collective it's, consciousness. It's exactly. You know? It's just, just the muse, man. It's just it's, it's coming from the muse, and the muse visits you and gives you what you need. Yeah. Uh, and so the idea being, right, you know the big, massive cathedrals, okay? Melbourne's perfect, right? You know the yeah. big, massive, the, the 
can't remember the names of the ones in Melbourne, but the big Gothic cathedrals. Yep. Be worth taking another trip there, mate, because I want you to have a bit of a look at it, okay? Because when you stand at the front of that cathedral, there's going to be three doors or two spires and a middle tower. And then above that, there's going to be a big, massive flower of life. And above that, there's going to be maybe a triangle or an eye, okay? And on the left-hand side of that church, if you look at the murals and stuff inside that church, there's going to be a lot of feminine representation, Mary and these sorts of things. And on the right, you're going to find masculine interpretation. And in the middle, you're going to find that poor bastard hanging from the cross. However, that's not the original story. See, what the original, the Masons, uh, look, we could have an extended discussion about that. However, when they, when they built the cathedrals in Europe, they were winding pagan symbolism. And pagan is a very loose term, okay? Indigenous mm -hmm. culture symbolism is what we're going to say. There's 32 symbols, mate, that echo around the globe, okay? There's the spiral, there's the masculine, feminine, there's all these things. They're found on cave art everywhere, Okay. They were winding some of these key symbols, the flower of life, uh, uh, all this sort of stuff. I mean, it, there's a million representations in here, actually, of the triptych, where I've got masculine, feminine, and the balance. Uh, a number of different cultures are represented in this room uh, because it's all the same, right? It's just different understandings. However, the, the, the research suggests the ancient megalithic culture, okay, we're talking pyramids, all these sorts of things, there is a symbolism that echoes through that. That symbolism is now was put into the gothic churches right the big ones in front in, in france the big ones in england all these gothic cathedrals but in the 1700s the church figured out that they were putting this symbolism in right and then they kicked the masons out of europe basically and they came here that's another story and the bottom line being is that it echoes the triptych okay and the triptych is you are god right they externalized god self michael that's what they did to us. You will never be good enough. Mm. You'll never understand. You can never reach the end of the hero's journey because you are not the hero. Jesus is the hero or whoever the deity is, is the hero. Okay. Where it's not that, it's you. Yep. And, and we are finding our way back. And as you would understand, spirituality is a very personal journey. But we all end up at the same spot, don't we, mate? You know? We certainly do. And this is what it is. This is the triptych, man. It's the left, the right, the basking, the feminine, the yin, the yang. That same thing that echoes through everything probably was the universal religion of the previous advanced civilization that may have been the builder culture that we see all over the globe and these symbols echo through eternity. Now, the trippy thought is, is that a DNA echo? Are you and me and the, and the men that we know echoing that dna because once upon a time we know that was the way we've been steered off the path but that is the way right so the way is the way there is no other way it's it's a personal journey on how you get there have a i think the the greater understanding for me with the research that i do and then talking about this mental health stuff is that it's literally been happening for who knows how many thousands of years mate you know what i mean tens of thousands hundreds of thousands where do you want to go you know I would say fundamentally where we can come back to with all of that is fundamentally the connection to self. Absolutely. And the connection to what people might call source. Mm -hmm. or the universe, the higher self, right? The higher self, and the so, source energy. Yep. Yep. And so when we, when we talk about these ancient civilizations, we can go back 
we can go back millions upon millions of years, you know, mm. to the original what you call builders. And I think they knew, they knew they, they had this, this ancient knowledge of, you know, how to connect to self and mm. things that we could do that we might see as fantasy or science fiction now because we had access to parts of our brains that we don't now. Well, it's interesting. You, you talk about source energy. All of these ancient monuments are aligned to the stars, mate. Yeah. They, they had a greater understanding of the universe and, and the, the galactic neighbourhood that we exist in than we do now, right? Yep. We, we've got no idea. The majority of the population has zero understanding. No one is, you know, I don't know if you've had the privilege of going into the outback and looking at the Milky Way. Like, that'll change your life. That's, yep. a, that's, a, yeah. that's a psychedelic experience in itself seeing truly what is above us you know and i think these these people there was that there was a universal religion that has been echoed through to today and i wonder because everything is a cycle michael so i wonder whether we're just coming back around it's like okay this obviously doesn't work we're in deep shit what do we know works well we have the answers within us right like you said hero's journey head heart gut fascinating thing is there's neural receptors in every single one of those isn't there you know so you know we have the answers within ourselves, and then once we can find those answers within self we can then move out from there and i think that's um that's fascinating mate that's fascinating that the 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 genetic echoes is is an interesting one or the and you talk about the warriors there's there's a certain like you said not all men were knights but there's a certain breed of men that really wants to think about that and not just, I want a sword and a metal suit, but I want to be a knight. It's about the standards. It's about the yeah. standards that they hold them, held themselves to. And that, and that sense of honor and loyalty and mm-hmm. valor and integrity and all the things that they embodied back then. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you imagine if we had a world full of knights, you know, men who were embodying all of the, the shit that's happened over the last two years would not have happened because Never. men of the world would not have allowed it. No. No. It's as simple as that. So, so, so fundamentally, men have collectively, I should say, men have become quite weak. Soft because, is a word. Sorry. Soft. Soft. Mm. Oh yes, yeah, soft or weak, whatever. You, soft, whatever fat, word. We, soft, fat, no. lazy, weak, whichever way you want to go. <laughs> we can use Look, all I'm, those words. I'm saying it, man, because it's yeah, true. Well, go like, f- yep, go for it. It's your podcast, man. Like, you can like say we, you like, like. like we said earlier, mate. Sometimes shit needs to be fucking emphasized, and if absolutely. If, it, it is what it is. And those boys that are those things, they are, aren't they? Yep. yep you know what are. I mean? Um, and there's different ways to, to look at that. And look, we all have aspects of that within ourselves. None of us are perfect, right? We're not sitting on a high horse, um, you know, riding a white stallion going, fucking I'm awesome, look at me. There's many no, things. Not, but you but know? what we can do, but what we can do is we can model a different standard. Absolutely. And that's what and it's that's about. What, yeah. And that's what we seek to do in mm. forging Excalibur, right? Just to mm. model a different standard, a standard that men can aspire to mm-hmm. and that will actually get them tangible results in life Yes, they're not experiencing now. Absolutely. And I think when we start to see tangible change and we experience transformation, we get different results, mm. it inspires us in each moment to self-actualize at a higher level mm. and reach more of our potential in each moment. So that's how we begin the journey towards moving away from generational trauma, allowing that to affect us and moving towards who we have the potential to become 
which is everything that we were just talking about that we used to be yeah millions of years ago that we are not now but we are mm. working towards becoming and understanding that that is the way because yeah. that is what that is and i think it's more than that too it's about what is human what what is what is it to be a human what is it to be a man it's understanding that regardless of color creed religion we're actually all the same too mate you know like mm. the human experience is the human experience after you know nearly six and a half thousand students and who knows how many thousands of people across australasia that i worked with for many years every color every creed every religion i know that we're all the same yeah but we are okay yes culture language these things separate us but that makes us interesting man do you have any idea how many cool things i've learned from cultures in indonesia and papua new guinea and what an amazing experience because i was open because I understood that they were human just like I was human, you know? And that is part of when you talk about being a gentleman, being this being the embodiment of this thing we want to be, that is the understanding as well. I think I want to, I want to, we'll wrap it up in the next little while, Max. It's been a long day for both of us. However, I wanted to, you know, yes. Okay. We're talking about warrior. We're talking about discipline. We're talking about engaging discipline, all that sort of stuff. And a lot of men identify with that warrior ethos. However, I think what I wanted to talk to you about was within that warrior ethos was understanding the softer side as well, Michael, wasn't it, mate? There was not just totally. rah, rah, right? You know what I mean? They talk about the, the five rings, the father, the artist, the lover, the healer, and the, and the warrior or whatever is, is yeah. the, you know, so maybe have a bit of a chat about that. Well, one of the seven standards of men that I write about in my book is compassion. And, um, you know, that, that, that word compassion is not always synonymous with masculinity and what no. it means to be a good man. You know, compassion is usually reserved for women in the collective. And so when we start to think about the fact that, you know, a discerning man, mm -hmm. a man of integrity, a man who's on purpose, he's also going to have compassion for others yeah. and compassion for himself mm -hmm. and not beat himself up and not criticize and degrade and ridicule others as well exactly well that's you know? integrity as well isn't it michael there's compassion that's integrity, there's integrity too that's integrity right it's it, absolutely yeah but this the right is the thing, thing right we can and there's this word that's been going around a lot in the men's work community about you must be vulnerable mm. and vulnerability right you got to be vulnerable and and we hear this a lot and i'm like i hear that and i go that's going to polarize men even more because vulnerability at its core is about being open to being hurt, damaged, mm. you know, injured in some way. You're vulnerable mm. to attack. Mm -hmm. And it's like no man is no man is going to willingly put himself in harm's way or his family and place himself in that vulnerable place. I know what they mean when they say that. Yeah. Yeah, the unconscious association. The unconscious association. Of the word. Yeah, but you've got to work on that unconscious, don't you? Yeah. Correct. And that's why we prefer to use the word courage. Sure. Courageous. It's courageous, right? To what you're doing get, to, to, to do share that. your feelings. It's yeah. courageous to be honest about who you that are. That changes the perception automatically, doesn't it? It really does. And mm. that and that's what inspires men to actually do the work. If you go out there and you say, come on, men, you have to be vulnerable now. It's time to be vulnerable. Mm. I can guarantee you that every single man will just cower in a corner and go there is, at that. Yeah. yep there is no way i'm going to be vulnerable buddy there's no way mm. you're crazy i think the other thing too is you know you talk about courage and and fear will always exist right have a courage is acting despite fear michael 
right? This is what we're talking about. You know, it's, you know, I I used it um, when I used to teach longer classes, we do a whole, I do a couple of days on self-development because I had the time frame to do it. And we would talk about courage and we talk about fear and, you know, fear is, it's a bit of a dated analogy now, but I used to say like the ice wall in Game of Thrones, you know what I mean? Like the big giant wall, that's fear, right? And that's always going to exist. You know, you listen to guys like Jocko and these guys, they experience fear. They've seen stuff that we can't even imagine, right? And they, yeah. they, they and they've experienced, they experience fear. But courage is overcoming that and doing it anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think the one of the things that, that really helped me that I, I'd like to share with the listeners is, you know, when you're delving the darkness, there's this, again, unconscious association with we're alone in the dark, right? And it doesn't matter who you are. If you're alone in the dark, dark, that's not very nice, okay? Because you are vulnerable, right? So the, the, shifting, the shift that I had uh, that was given to me was you're not alone in the dark. You are the light in the dark. And it's your job to be in there, to shine that light, to find out what you need to find out but you're not alone. You are the light. And, it ta- and like you say, you can change the, change the term. You have faced the fear and had courage. So because of that courage, you are the light Perfect. in the dark. You know what I mean? Perfect. Yep. You know? Well, mate, to finish off, I know you talk about this stuff all day, okay? But you, you gave me a, ooh, ancient civilizations, and you've just played right <laughs> into my wheelhouse, okay? So... What's your favorite ancient civilization, favorite site? Have you got any questions? Do you want to talk about UFOs? Let's finish with something a bit of fun for today. Um, I could go in, I could go in any of those directions. I will tell you a little bit of a, a little story. So um, I was 17 years ago now when I got divorced, I'd always had this love of Star Trek when I was a kid, Star mm-hmm. Trek and Star Wars and anything science fiction, UFO, aliens, whatever it might be as a young teenager. And so I went down a few rabbit holes when you could, when we had dial-up internet <laughs> back in the day, right? Exactly. And then, and then mum, mum had come, you know, stomping up the stairs. Are you on that bloody computer thing again? I can't yeah. use What is that phone. computer thing? <laughs> so I used to love it even back then, right? And then when I got divorced about 17 years ago and I was on my own, I had a lot of time to myself. Right. Um, That's dangerous. That was in, it, well, well, I'll tell you what, man, I read every single book that you could possibly read on ancient civilizations, on um, Atlantis, on UFOs, alien visitation, aliens in the Bible, Mm -hmm. so many different things, you know, um, and watched all the documentaries and did all the things. And I'm like, far out. And then I just, and then I got stuck into my coaching and counseling and life took over and I didn't really engage in it too much. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's been since I've been, since things have been a little bit more on automatic in forging Excalibur and I don't have to, be at this desk 16 hours a day if I don't want to be. Yep. I've been able to explore these things a lot more. And one of the things that's really, I've gone much deeper into this and I think there's, there's a lot of ancient wisdom. I won't say that I've got a favorite ancient civilization, yeah, fair even, enough. Though I've, even though I've got a very strong connection to ancient Egypt in some way. Yeah. Yep. But what I will, what I will say is that there's a seed of, of, there's a seed of divinity, a seed of truth that's been planted in each one of them. Yes. And if we can somehow connect all of those, somehow connect all of those seeds together, we have the answer. You, to, 
unlock to unlock the code, mate. To unlock the code, perfect. unlock the code. Okay, this I like is what, I like what this you is, did there. This is what we're doing here, man. <laughs> You've just you yes. just hit on the mission statement of unlocking the code. What we say here is there's answers in the past that can help us in the present, which will help shape shape our future, right? And Beautiful. we're putting and we're putting yep. the jigsaw together, okay? And yep. look, there's 168 episodes, mate, to to see where we've gone with that jigsaw. However, you are totally right. And that seed of truth that exists within them all, that's the yes. thing that we're seeing here at the UTC. We, that everything is the same, okay? And it's the same story echoed over and over again, right? It's like, okay, if they're echoing the same story over and over again, they're building massive stone monuments to tell yeah, us about the same thing over and over again, just, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, we're going to build everything and it's going to align to the winter solstice. And, then, and, I'll, then and maybe we should pay attention. You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you something else. I reckon that the answers were probably in the library of Alexandria. Of Alexandria. Yeah. 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 They were probably there. And that's and that, and I would say that's the reason that it was burnt down. Yes. Well, there's there's an interesting line of research we've done here, mate. Is and it's it's hard to wrap up very quickly. However, basically, there's been a systematic destruction and. Uh, ambivalence and ignorance of the evidence that suggests this ancient advanced civilization because it is purely undeniable i mean as i say i've got i could do a presentation now i'm a bit tired tonight but <laughs> i could do a pre i've got three presentations sitting ready to go but again covid put stop to like we were going to do conferences and all that sort of stuff and then yep. covid came and you know destroyed everything however um the, the the evidence is so clear and it's the same message man and it goes back to what we're talking about before self-actualization god yep. self yep. uh the stars the earth the elements these base spiritual things that we all get called to in some way shape or form right like i said we do it in our different ways everyone has their different talents okay everyone was meant to do different things however we get called to the elements, we get called to the stars, we get called to the earth, we get called to ourself, and we find ourselves through that process because that is what it is, man. It's the seed of truth that yeah. echoes through them all. And yeah. there is there is things we kind of like, yeah, I think there's I've I've got a meme problem. Okay, I've got thousands and thousands of memes in my phone. It's an issue, right? But one of them is like, um, are you even a, a a researcher if you're still not upset about the Library of Alexandria? And I was like, yeah, of course I am. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm still upset about that. Talk about talk about generational trauma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What'd you burn the library for, Dan? It's not it's not necessary, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right, mate. You're right. And and the work and Australia is not out of that puzzle either, Michael. That's one of the big parts of the UTC research. There's so much that is here that has been destroyed. Uh, yeah. And we had a Stonehenge up until 1946 that was older and more amazing than any other Stonehenge on the planet. It was bulldozed right. in 1946. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's not enough time tonight to go into that. However, um, there's plenty of podcasts about it for, for the listeners, as they know. However, because what we found is that we kept going around the world, the classics, you know, South America, Egypt, you know, there's Gobekli Tepe, there's Europe, there's all the major ones right there's even there's more ancient civilizations than that look i could i could read you the list but my listeners have heard it a thousand times however when i say yeah. 
that there is megalithic architecture and representative stone circles and that sort of stuff on every single continent on the planet yep. in every single culture. I mean, everyone mm. bar none. Okay. And, and, it, and it doesn't make sense. Does it? I've always thought of this thing, right? These, these people were um, so far removed from each other yet. Mm. There's yet there's I commonalities. Were, I don't think they were. I think that's a, that's a misconception. Yeah, right. I was going to say, but there's commonalities between all of them, right? There's commonalities between all of them. And they're so, and, but, but this is where I was going, right? Mm. So they're so similar. They're so common. They're mm. so identical in many ways mm-hmm. that somehow they must have been connected with each other. Yeah, there was a, there was, there's a, there was a universal culture and religion that once existed. I, I firmly believe that. And, yep. and the research suggests it. And it's, it's quite clear. So then, you know, then that begs the question, if there was, a, and look, it varies. And like, as you say, the, they're very common, but little slight variations depending on culture and, and location and stuff like that. Yeah. But very similar, very common, yep. all the same story, all flood myths, all uh, rocks from the sky, all, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, we, we talked about Jesus and stuff like that. One of the things is like, what is, uh, what is Jesus depicted as? Tall bearded man. What's God? Tall bearded man. What's Zeus? Tall bearded man. What's Abraham? Tall bearded man. Just keep going down the line, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, and tall is the key there, right? Tall is the key because potentially they may have been very tall, to be perfectly honest, right? I, I didn't believe the giant thing until the last couple of years when the research turned that way. And the, there's unbelievable evidence for, for giants in the past. It's unbelievable when you'd start looking into it. Yeah. Um, but again, we've lost sight of the feminine because along with the tall bearded man was the tall, long-haired, beautiful woman, right? Which is the balance, okay? Always comes back to that, man. Always comes back to the balance. This is what these cultures echo over and over and over again, you know, and and the fact that we had to honour ourselves and each other and the earth and everything around us and the stars and the cycle of time that we live in a galactic universe, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean... We're at the in the in the Kali Yuga at the moment, mate. We're in the time of chaos. We're also at the end of the equinox. I can never say that word. At the end of the equinoctial cycle. Okay. At the end of the equinox. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you mean. Right. We're at the end of that cycle as well. Okay. I can never get that word out. Ten million words a day, mate. And you've always got one or two that you can <laughs> you can <laughs> never say. Um, you know. And I think maybe there's another side to that too, mate. All those of us that are feeling the call. Okay, because we are feeling the call. Mm. We know it's the end of the cycle. We know that this is the end, and there will be the rebirth. And we oh, must we're definitely we're definitely right now on the cusp. Mm. That's for sure. Mm. Well, who would have thought this discussion would have gone here? Me. <laughs> you did because you orchestrated it. <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. It's unlocking the code, man. It all. The thing is, Michael, is it all comes back. Of course it does. Yep, yeah, I agree. It it. Doesn't matter whichever way we look at it. Okay. You know, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I love helping men. I love the men's mental health. I love that. Right. And, and, and as a teacher, that's something that I've always really enjoyed doing. However, my passion is the ancient civilizations. That's mm-hmm. what I'm called to. Okay. Yeah. Love philosophy, love teaching, love that. However, given the resources, I would do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Looking for the answers in the past, because I think, some of us have that calling, right? And, and we can see the connection. And the connections every day are getting greater and greater and greater and more undeniable. 
and it does come back to the hero's journey, man. What is it not the ultimate hero's journey that we're talking about the advanced civilization that existed, you know, prior to 12,800 years ago? What are we now trying to do? We're trying to now understand what they were going on about because they had a bit more of an idea than we do, or we think they did, and it's worth having a look, right? Mm. It is the ultimate cycle. It's the ultimate hero's journey back to what once was to gain a, a deeper understanding, not only of self, but of this big blue ball that we're on hurtling through infinity, mate. You know, I yeah. think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's never ending, you know, and look, let's finish on a, on a, on a, on a topic that uh, we actually haven't mm. spoke, knocking that spring that we haven't spoken about in a little while. How crazy is it? The craziest thing for COVID for me is that they confirm that UFOs are real and no one cares. Yeah, because we were distracted. Yeah. No one cares, man. UFOs yep. are real. The OEPs are real. They're flying around. They're flying into the ocean. It happens all the time. And and, no and, and the kicker, and the kicker, we don't know what they are. Exactly. We don't know what they are. We don't know where they're coming yep. from. And yep. no one yep. cares. Right? No one cares. We've no literally cares. been told that we are not alone. Uh, however, Well, you no see, Triff, we were, we were too busy. Um locked up in our homes and rolling our sleeves up. <laughs> don't start. Don't okay. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Look, the boxing just, king, the boxing kangaroo is saying, don't do it, man. <laughs> don't do it. You mean the, the, the nefarious utter bullshit that was the last two years that is a, that is a, a plan to I'm, plan to I'm take talking. over the world and all that sort of stuff that the, one of the reasons we're doing all this work is so we can actually be those nights if we need to is that what you're talking yeah, about that's exactly what i'm talking about i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> well mate listen dude how, how would you like to finish tonight uh I, i've had really enjoyed this and we and we have to do it again uh and uh be I'm, I'm coming to the end of my batteries and i imagine you are too so as i am too mate this is yeah, my man. 13th Zoom i know today, so i know dude you've been yep. you, you've pulled through right i tell you what we are going to do just because it's for you, okay? I had uh, Dr. Bodhi Sanders on the podcast. Uh, he does oh, cool. the, the Warrior Wisdom series, okay? Yep. Yep. Really cool guy, okay? So what we're going to do, mate, what, give me one more topic, and I'm just going to pluck a book from the shelf. Give me a second. One more topic. Yes. One more topic. Purpose, purpose. Let's talk about purpose. Let's talk about purpose. How do we find our purpose? What, what, our, do, we, what purpose, do we do? Our purpose lies in our passions, our yes. purpose lies in our passions. That's where it is. Mm -hmm. And if we're courageous enough to, if we're courageous enough to bring that to the surface and actually do something with it, mm -hmm. rather than it being a hobby, mm -hmm. we forget about, which is what I did yep. to, for so many years. Yeah. Right. Um, then we find a sense of purpose in life. Absolutely. And when, and when we have a sense of purpose, it brings each moment meaning. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I mean, how, there's a story that I've been sharing again recently because it's come up in my mind about why I'm doing the podcast, right? About, about eight years ago now, because it took two years for the podcast to manifest, right? Uh, and also, what did I like to do when I was a boy before the world got me down, right? What did I like to do when I was innocent, when I could just be cool and do what I wanted? I like two things, man. I like riding my bike. Okay. And if you open the door there, there's a nice hardtail mountain bike out there that I did 12 Ks on this morning. Okay. And I liked, I had one of those old eighties boom boxes, Michael. Remember those, the double tape oh, yeah. deck with the buttons and you could record I stuff. Remember. remember those? You remember those? We would tell me and my mates would tell jokes in Ballarat. I'm a Ballarat boy, by the way, because I know you're in Melbourne, right? Uh, 
born and born and bred in Ballarat. However, uh, it, we used to sit in the cold in the winter telling jokes on the boombox. Okay. And then when I was a teenager, I had a radio show. So what did I do? Manifested that into my existence. Right. And then brought the research. Like I've got a pyramid book and an alien book that I literally bought when I was 10 uh, with pocket money. I've still got it. It's in the shelf there and used that passion for knowledge and brought something into my world that I love doing. And then that's it. And here we are talking to you. Episode, uh, episode 170, I think you'll be, mate. Um, Amazing. Well done. You know? So to finish, this is what we do around here. So Dr. Bodie, good friend mm-hmm. of the podcast, he's actually coming back on sometime this month. He's an excellent, excellent dude. Uh, but we've been doing this for years. So I've read Bodie's books, Warrior Wisdom. He's got three books, then another three uh, that I'm working my way through as well. So what we do, mate, is we close our eyes and we give it a flick and we open our eyes. And here we go. He is wise who tries everything before arms. Did that not just encapsulate a lot of what we just said? It really did. And here's and another this one. Is, and this is, this is the consummate warrior, the consummate knight. Mm-hmm. Um, who who has who has his sword sheathed, and there's discernment around when to unsheathe exactly. his sword. Exactly, there's many things to be decided before the sword is drawn. Correct. And but when the sword has to be drawn, if you have to kill a snake, kill it once and for all. Yep. And is that not yep. the journey itself? Is that not encapsulated? Isn't that amazing? That's what those book does. That's perfect. Right? Perfect. And I told yep. I did that to Bodie on the podcast. He's like, unbelievable. I said, yeah, man. He goes, that's awesome. He's a really cool guy. <laughs> well, Michael, thank you very much, mate. 13th Zoom for the day. You are a Trojan. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, I've been on this camera for I don't even know how many hours myself. So let's uh, let's tee up another time where we can do a deep dive into, or just continue. We, all we've done now, Michael, is start a conversation that's never going to end, mate. You understand that now, don't you? Totally. And yeah. I'm, I'm totally up for another chat, man. Awesome, Michael. Thank you very much, mate. Honestly. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Appreciate it. And thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Just want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah, again. All right. I know you've been here before. No surprises settle the score. Darkness deep inside, reckless rage, poison pride. I know the anger, I know the pain, and I know the fear we do not name. And the one who comes to find me. When my time is through, I know you, I know you.
better.